This podcast is brought to you by Glow Anti-Aging. I've been going to Glow for the past two years and love the environment. I always feel refreshed and rejuvenated every time I leave. To maximize convenience and comfort, you can now pamper yourself at home by shopping all your favorite products online at gloantiaging.com and use the code OurHockeyLife for 10% off. Hey there, it's Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Codette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on her way to Super Momet, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with the stories. There are names in hockey, and then there are names in hockey. We've been stalking Zhenya Tikhanov for months and are excited to finally have her here on the podcast. She's a self-proclaimed introvert who happens to be a talented industrial designer, artist, and imaginative creator. This woman is clearly up for any challenge and is tackling parenthood solo this season while her husband, Victor Tikhanov Jr. plays in the KHL. We're excited to welcome this badass to chat today. Hey everybody, how's it going? Pretty good. Good? Hi, Janya. I'm Bridget, and this is Kodette. Nice to meet nice you. To, I mean, nice to meet you. I've been stalking your guys' Instagram for a while. <laughs> Ditto. I love that you're here <laughs> face-to-face and we get to chat with you. Yay. Did I, your, did I say your name right? Yeah, oddly, you did, actually. See, I've been, <laughs> I've been practicing. It's one of those names I texted her earlier, and I was like, how do you pronounce your name? Because, you know, I'm, I'm reading it on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I think I'm saying it right in my head, but... I know. Um, it's okay. I heard it all, so I can pretty much like reply to anything at this point. <laughs> yeah. One time, this, one time we, when I was like younger, we met some guys at the bar and one of them was like, what's your name? And I was like, Codette. And he was like, okay, I know you're brunette, but what's your name? I was like, yes, I just came out with my hair color. Like, <laughs> I've been called Gina before, so Gina? <laughs> call me after that works. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So, so hey, are you in San Jose right now? Is that where home base is or Los Gatos? For now, it's uh, San Jose, but we're planning on leaving uh, within the next six months or so to a different state. Okay. Do you know which so, state? Yeah, it is Tennessee. So I'm oh. trying to work on my Southern accent. It's not working really, but it's, <laughs> I've been there a couple of times and I really like it. Yeah, that's a cool. So, is yeah. is work make- taking you there or... You just decided Not yet. to hit um, We kind of, so last year it's been pretty crazy with the fires and everything um, in California. Mm-hmm. So it took a toll on my health a little bit and uh, mm-hmm. just not a good place to be with kids anyway. Uh, so we've been looking around and we found the place that has hockey, golf and great schools. Yeah. Uh, and it's in Tennessee. I mean, I like Chicago, but we managed to agree on Tennessee. So we've been like, I've been flying there and like, look, we're building a house. So when oh. that is finished, I don't know, but <laughs> hopefully like by the end of fall, we'll oh, move. Exciting. exciting. That's do, you have, do you have any friends there already? So it's funny. Uh, apparently, um, I don't know if you guys should know, uh, tourist family. So yes. Julie lived there, right? So I <laughs> thought that we were going to meet. 
and they get traded or I forgot either traded or signed somewhere else. And I'm like, dude, so yeah, we're moving there. But the funny thing is we actually have close friends that moved their way before us. We just told them randomly that we're thinking about it and they actually moved ahead of us. So now they're living there and I'm going to be staying with them while I'm like watching the house for like a couple of days, trying to figure it out. Oh, oh cool. Awesome. I love it. Kodak's laughing because Julie, Julie's going to die. She's going to yeah. die. She comes up on every podcast. She comes up so much. We've had her as a guest on the on the podcast. Codetten and Julie are really good friends. I met Julie and, and I'm a friend of Julie's too from, we all played here in Phoenix together, which is where your husband was drafted and played. Yeah. Is that where you guys played with the tourists then? Yeah, he, uh, yeah. yeah, actually. Yeah. Well, we played in the AHL too a little bit with them in San Antonio. Yeah. Okay. So we know them pretty good. They're, uh, they're amazing. They're like a really great family in general. Yeah, yeah. one of the few oh. people actually stay in touch with still from oh my life. god she's gonna die like she I is gonna you. die she keeps giving us shit and this is so not on purpose so she keeps giving us shit because she's like you're stealing all my friends like you're getting all my friends on the podcast so like oh, another popular, friend she, if you look at her instagram she literally knows everybody yeah, yeah. and it's that's a fun. talent i don't yeah. have so good for her <laughs> yeah. Oh, she kills me. She's, she's seriously going to die. I love it that she yeah. just came up again. <laughs> God, right off the hop. Well, and Jenny, you'll have a ton of friends too. I'm sure after this, I've been such an admirer of your account and just following you. And I think, I think obviously you followed our hockey life and then you popped up on my feed in different ways. And I'm fascinated by so many things about you. First oh. of all, and I'm not going to lie. Um, your last name obviously uh, caught my eye. You're, you're from kind of a epic or your husband is anyways this he is epic, yeah I'm kind of this, added on to it you're added on but <laughs> your kids now have this bloodline of Tikhonov in this hockey family from the Soviet Union it's kind of wild yeah I honestly I had no idea that's that's what they wear when I met them it's just it's a very popular <laughs> last name in general it's kind of like Johnson in a way so I didn't really connect the dots until I actually got inside of their house and they had pictures of their grandpa, like all over the place. Yeah. And even then I didn't really click it. Like it just didn't click until later on. And then I panicked when I found out and I was like, Oh, I don't need that. I try like for, for, I think about a month or two, I actually avoided him as much as I could. Cause I didn't know really? what to do with it. It was just like, it felt really weird in general. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's just. I have not seen, just for any listeners, I'm sure because people are hockey fans on here, they're going to know the name Tikhonov. Victor Sr. was the, you know, had, described as a domineering, ruthless, demanding coach of the Soviet Union team in like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Um, that team was unbelievable and then featured kind of on Miracle on Ice. He was the coach of that Soviet That's team. That's how I knew him. So it's uh, like when I was growing up there, but before we immigrated, like I kind of heard, but it never really like was that big of a deal for me. I was too small to even like realize how great of a family that was. So when I moved to the the States, people would always like tease me. They're like, oh, have you seen Miracle and Ice? I'm like, no, and I will not. And I had no <laughs> idea what they were talking about, but then it's like kind of caught on. And now I just don't watch it on purpose because now I have a bigger <laughs> issue with it, I guess. <laughs> so have you ever, you've never seen it? No, I, it's oh. more of a, I'm not gonna do, I like, it has to be some kind of a bet. Like I, I'll have to lose for me to watch it. <laughs> I, I agree. You cannot watch it now. Like you just yeah. gotta, you gotta no. like hold out. <laughs> Maybe be like in my death bet somewhere. I'll just do it. But... Like fine, put it on. <laughs> <laughs> I have also never seen it. Good. Co That's Kodak? why I like you. 
I don't see anything. Greta doesn't watch TV. She lives I don't on watch the moon. anything. I don't watch movies. Good for you. That's actually really anything. good. I just haven't watched it because I'm Canadian. It was like such a U.S. The Miracle on Ice is obviously oh, like that's US true. Yeah, and I'm Canadian, so I'm like, yeah, I don't need to watch the Americans win. How shitty is that, though? I live in the states. <laughs> it's such a dick. It probably is a great movie, though. Dick. I mean, I can't say anything. Yeah, I know you will not win. <laughs> so if you don't watch it, they don't win, Bridge. Do you have your kids seen it, or do your kids? I don't. Well, Not we really never yet. really talked about uh, what the Tikana family really is with them. I just didn't want to put that pressure on them from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have like some pictures, and we kind of just like, oh yeah, your grandpa was a, a hockey yeah. like coach, yeah. like no big things. deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like they'll understand later because my kid, the oldest kid, the, he's uh, he plays hockey, and like whenever people hear his last name, they get a certain reaction, and we're like, why? Well, they said my my grandpa was famous, and I'm like, oh. So we got to do that now. Yeah. It's like that sex talk you try to delay later, like liberty, <laughs> but uh, kind of have to explain without it being overly dramatic. Yeah. But I think his his aunt, uh, Victor's sister, she probably uh, does a better job of explaining. I just kind of like, oh yeah, he was great, and kind of yeah, move on. He was great. Yeah. <laughs> How old are your kids? Uh, the oldest, Lev, he's uh, eight and a half, and the younger one is uh, she just turned four. Okay. So he's into hockey. She's completely opposite of hockey. She wants nothing to do with it, which is also fine. That's but. a great, that's a great mix. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. Cause I'm, I'm a little bit burned out with watching so much hockey. Oh my God. We yeah. can't keep up. It's, it's so kind much. of like you, I watch the husband and then you kind of have to watch the kids hockey and I'm new to the whole hockey mom thing. Uh-huh. And it's not, it's very interesting but it's not really my thing and it just kind of a it's kind of funny to watch so I I I like to draw things and I get a lot of my caricatures or ideas exactly from people around the ice rink (laughs) if I write a book there's going to be a lot of stories I write down some of them for some reason after watching you too I thought that you had also played hockey I don't know it was weird and then and then diving in I saw that you're an incredible artist and industrial designer this is so fascinating to me have you? Um, I did play hockey, but not professionally. Everybody, for whatever reason, it, it, because probably I have a lot of jerseys and I look cool in gear. I am not that good. But yeah, I always wanted to play hockey, was never really allowed. So when we moved to the States, I kind of learned how to do it. And I was always an um, artsy crafty kid. So I kind of went into designing uh, things. I graduated with industrial design. And I really tried really, really hard to find a job with then hockey. It was probably, it was like, there's a lot of stories that come with it because I, I literally tried everything. Whenever there was a team in, in town, cause I lived in San Jose, I would literally go to their practice with my little business cards and like tiny portfolios and would hand it out to anybody be like, dude, I'm industrial designer. Uh, can you just like, if you hear any jobs, like designing one's jobs, like, please call me. I got a lot of weird phone calls to be honest, but like, <laughs> I don't think anybody believed me that that's what I was doing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I tried everything. I've applied at so many companies that de- dealt with, even in Canada with hockey, but uh, yeah, I found one in California. Who knew? That's yeah. great. And is that where you landed then on Easton or did you do some? Yeah, Easton. Like so they kind of, we had a weird, it's like world works in a very weird, mysterious ways. So somebody actually found me through somebody. Uh, I think it was, before, I don't even know if I dated Vicky yet, but they just kind of, uh, he's like, hey, we know you like hockey and you designer. We have this new project coming up. Are you interested? I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like that was like probably the best uh, day of my life. I didn't think about like, how much they're going to pay me. Like, it, like I really didn't care about it. But like just yeah. to get your foot through the door and like start there. It was like my dream job. So I kind of got lucky with that one. 
So describe what, what an industrial designer is exactly. I know because I've been following you and admiring <laughs> you, but um, it's kind of, so um, there's an artist and then there's a designer right? or engineer. So it's kind of a blend of two. Design is more of a logical artistry in a way. So you apply um, physics, math or whatever uh, to your art. So you, you, you find a problem and you solve it, but with an artistic way, I guess. Okay. Yes. So what I was doing is I was designing helmets, protection gear, um, like that kind of stuff. Not graphic design, because everybody assumes it's graphic design. It's more about you creating a shape using technology and science, I guess, altogether. Okay. So wow. do you start out by, obviously you come up with this um, idea in your, in your head, more of an on engineering side. And then mm -hmm. do you draw it by hand? first and then uh, usually three. I usually start you start out with sketches you just go crazy it's like the brainstorms like you can have up to thousands of ideas and then you narrow it down to five within like the the team that you work with and then you go into a tool shop and you literally start making them in like with your hands out of foam like a fifth scale later on it becomes uh, you have to do a full scale uh, out of clay so you can try it on and stuff and then it kind of like making cars it's like literally the same process that when people design cars and then after that they scan it which is the coolest thing they scan your clay they send it off to china and that's when you start getting like the physical models coming and that's like wow. when you start getting, oh my god like that weird uh, reaction like, oh, baby i honestly <laughs> cried the first time i saw my helmet like can't come to life i'm like i i had to leave the office i had to go to the bathroom like ball my eyes out and like come back that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, oh so it was kind of, I really liked it. I love the process. And I just love that something out of nothing, out of an idea, out of like little paper scratch comes out something that's really cool. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it's really yeah. cool when it does. Yeah. How long did you do that for? Working for Easton and creating for Easton, uh I did like two something years and then I had to quit mostly because I married into hockey. Speaking of hockey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of, and since NHL didn't work out, so he signed with uh, KHL and obviously we were planning on staying together. So financially, we thought about financial reasons and like he would make more money than I will anyway. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I might as well just like quit for a couple of years and then come back to it later. Yeah. Uh, it lasted a little longer than that <laughs> unexpectedly, which it's fine. It worked yeah. out. Where did you meet him? We met. Um, so. That's a long story. Is this when I you were handing out your card or huh? <laughs> is this when you were handing out your card? No, it's really <laughs> weird. I was, it's a completely weird, like left, left field story. I was doing an internship. One of the bosses that I had, he loved golf. And one day he, he went to play golf and he met this guy. So he, he comes back from the golf and he's like, you have to call. I, I got his number. You have to call him. He, he plays hockey. And I'm like, beer leaguer, sure. I'm like, yeah. I play hockey, he plays hockey. But I didn't really think about calling him. So my boss literally calls me the next day. He's like, did you call him? I'm like, uh, no, not gonna. He's like, you have to. You'll like him. I think you guys are going to get married. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I call him and um, he wasn't really particularly in, interested in me. He was actually half asleep at like 1 p.m. <laughs> so that was like a big no for me. He's like, hey, can you, I'm still sleeping. Can you call me in an hour? I was like, no, bye. And I kind of hung up and I <laughs> forgot about him. He's the one that called me and I was like trying to get rid of him. I was like, all right, well, I kind of have to see you anyway, kind of let's get on the ice. So we actually met for the first time on the ice. No way. Ah. And like, I swear, like that's when I had a crush on him because I, again, I didn't think anything of him. I just thought it was a beer leaguer. And when he got on the ice, like I love, um, how guys that do hockey professionally just how they skate there's yes. a certain like style to it and it i just thought it was the hottest thing ever oh yeah 
Fucking and I just I was like, hot. yeah, because <laughs> it's are. like there's like some weird like They're knight hot. in the shining armor. I mean, yeah. he stinks, but he looks great. They yeah. really do skate so beautifully. It's oh. I, like it's. They're so graceful and yet they look so cool at the same time. That's kind of the and sexiness. They do it so I agree. easy. It's like, yeah. it's like no big yeah. deal. It's kind of totally the swagger, like the like athletic swagger. Like, you like and I would, funny thing is, I would always invite guys on the ice just to see. And if he didn't know how to skate, that'd be the last time I see the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Without even thinking. Like, I just didn't think. I was like, mm, he can't skate. There's no way I'm going to date him. <laughs> and then that guy comes on the ice and I'm like, oh my God. So, I mean, I love the way he skated. I just didn't think he's professional. Like it just, yeah. And we kind of like stuck together. It was just kind of a weird connection. Also, that's so that cute. awesome. I love so it. How, how then did it progress after that? Like who laid the first smooch? This is my, one of my favorite questions. Uh, we kind of weird in that way. So like, it's funny after we got done skating, he actually, he gave me his uh, little hockey card from like before he was a pro. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, this is cheesy. He made his own card. Like I just <laughs> didn't, I honestly thought he like designed it and gave it to me. And I was like, this is cheesy, but cute. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't remember how it started, but we went to a movie and I took him to a zombie movie. Like, uh, and it kind of worked out because I got scared and we got close and it kind of, it wasn't, I don't know. If it was just such a weird fluid thing that like there wasn't really anybody doing anything first. It just felt so normal. And we talked for like almost eight hours in the car. We sat in the car for eight hours. Wow. Wow. That's a, Never that's a shift. That is a serious That is. Shift. And I didn't get tired. Being in, in, uh, an introvert, I usually get tired after an hour of communication with anybody. But for eight <laughs> hours, I was Noted. Like, that's pretty good. <laughs> I knew something special was happening, but I was trying to like chase it away for the longest time because it was not in my plan, really. Yeah. <laughs> it never is. That's yeah. awesome. No. So he was... Um, just along your hockey journey. And it's, I'm just making these connections because he was drafted by Phoenix. Kodat and I were both here. My husband, Ray has met him before and has oh, he said knows. like yeah, yeah, the nicest him. things. Ray's like, he's, he's like, he's such a great person and so kind and just such a great guy and really hard worker. And um, I loved that. And then Ray actually was also, also played for Vasily um, in oh, the really? San Jose system. Yeah. That's cool. That's Which like is a crazy. circle right there. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I think Ray was maybe in the minors with San Jose at the time uh, or somewhere when, when uh, Vasily was coaching. So it was just, it's just all kind of all encompassing. It's mm -hmm. kind of wild. And I think we would, I think we just missed you guys then. In yeah, we kind so, of, uh, I think we got and us sent too. down, I think, and you guys came in. I wasn't really married to him. I was still working and like, I was probably not seeing him as often. So even if uh, he was there at that time, I wasn't there as often, yeah, I don't think. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. in my own like little world. I was like, I don't need none of that. So I was kind of <laughs> I love a serious <laughs> professional woman. So I was like barely yes. seeing him anyway. Yeah, that happens. We <laughs> like that too. We like that too. <laughs> love that. So you said your family immigrated when you were young. What? At what point did you move over to the U.S.? How old were you? Uh, we came here in the 90s when I was like high schoolish. Um, so I finished high school in Ames, Iowa, out of all places. And <laughs> that's where I learned my English. Thank God there's nothing else to do. So I did that well. Um, we And then we kind of, dad got a job. He's a scientist. So he got a job uh, in California. I mean, we never really planned on staying in the States for that long, but things worked out and we kind of, so I've been in California since... 2000, I think. Okay. So okay. I, I call myself a native Californian in a weird way. <laughs> it's yeah. like my second motherland. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So, I, I mean, everybody thinks that Vic has brought me here. He, everybody assumes that he kind of found me in Russia and uh, he made me come here with him, which is not true. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool that that's how you found each other too yeah. in California, in the San Jose, in the Bay area. Oh, there's no right. way I would ever meet him in any other place ever. Like we already thought it, like, I, I thanked my dad and Vic thanked my dad, like for even like moving here because there's no way in hell we would meet each other ever 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 because i had completely different things going on before the immigration and then like my yeah. life shifted completely mm-hmm. way crazier and cooler i guess in in the, in the states so yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool how like everything works out is your family still in california then like they're still all there yeah they they live in uh, mom and dad actually live in uh, uh close to la my brother now with his wife live in new york so we kind of spread out yeah or- did you, after you were finished working or you decided that um, he was going to play in the KHL and that, did you move over there at that time too? Yeah, we kind of, uh, we figured that the long distance thing, like it'd be like nine months at a year, I'm not going to see him. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of a very tough uh, decision for me because it was like either career or marriage. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was kind of like a breaking point. So we talked about it and like, so the funny thing is, I went there before we got married or engaged. I literally went there just kind of like, huh. So my parents were uh, panicking because they're like, dude, you graduated from college. You, you had a great job and now you bending all of that. So it was kind of like a, a crazy pressure from like all sides mm-hmm. uh, and all myself too. So we went there in 2011, I think. Uh, like it was, it was tough. It was like weird yeah. uh, coming back in a way because I never thought I'll be back in Russia ever. Well, yeah, I was going to say that had to feel weird. Like part of me would think, oh, that must be cool to go back. And you've maybe got, I'm, I'm assuming some extended family there still. But when you're leaving this killer job behind and this huge decision to. Well, I didn't even think it was like, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a culture shock, mm-hmm. but it was <laughs> like, it yeah, was yeah. just like, I left Russia or I've never lived in Russia. I lived in Belarus, a smaller country, but we lived, we left it like in the nineties when things were going crazy. Like nineties were really bad. So that's why we left. So I had that weird PTSD, like memory thing happening, wow. come back to Russia. And you're like, I, that first year was tough on a lot of like work related and like personally related and, mm-hmm. and, and just like trying to find myself within the culture. I kind of couldn't relate to anymore. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. It was kind of like, they, they would tell me that I'm American. They would call me, like I had an accent in Russian. Like I actually already kind of, uh, so it was kind of weird. I spoke Russian, but like I would insert like American kind of like accent to it or like English words and stuff. So it was kind of, it was weird. Like first year was definitely weird. So were they negative towards you with that kind of accent or not? No, they just, I think they were confused. Uh. <laughs> they knew I was Russian and, but I didn't <laughs> act like it. So it's kind of, it, they didn't know where to place me, but I got lucky because when we got signed with that team, they had a, um, other former NHLers already playing there. Also Russians like that, that lived in the States for like a while. So they kind of like helped me out, mm-hmm. figured out a little bit, made yeah. me feel more or less welcome, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So just trying to think of what the timing, where were your kids born then? Were they born in California? Oh, uh, that's another funny thing. I got, so I got pregnant right there and then the first year. <laughs> not planning on it. I was not married. I was not engaged and I was pregnant. So that was kind of a, not where my head was at at all. It was like panicky. It, it's, it's funny. I was in birth control. So it kind of got, uh, my body got screwed up because I kept taking birth control at a certain time. So like it had to catch up with itself. It kind of had a, like a fluke yeah. and oh. I got pregnant. So it was like, 
and that country is a little bit more um, old school when it comes to that like a woman with no no marriage or no ring no no nothing like got pregnant yeah. it was kind of like very complicated in a lot of ways it's oh. funny because it happens so often though like the more people like talk and then it's just like I mean we got pregnant on birth control too I have no time difference excuse but I have right. no idea Jason looks at me funny we get pregnant so like I don't know what's going on but it just it happens so often though like the, there's a lot of I have so many friends who are like oh, oh well like oh man I like, like I felt so like what did I do wrong but yeah like apparently I guess yeah I got pregnant twice on birth control, actually. Same, wow. same. Wow. <laughs> but like things just happen. You're like, no, I mean, I'm glad they're happened, but like, yeah. it just, I, think I wish I had what? a little like, more. Obviously <laughs> it was meant, your kids were meant to be, you know. Oh, they're great. There were little evil babies though, but they're great now. <laughs> I didn't sleep for six uh, years straight, I would say. <laughs> oh God, I hear you. You must be over the hump now. Oh, I'm I'm very happy because uh, the youngest one's going to be going, What is what is she? kindergarten or pre-k yeah. whatever yeah. i'm still confused with all that stuff so i'm gonna have more freedom to do what i want to do at this point oh yeah. totally so your son was born over there then or not no so, so um ended up coming back okay i ended up i just i was like i need to get out i'm like there's no way in hell i would be giving birth there okay. nothing against the russian health system or anything like that but i just wanted to be comfortable in my own space mm -hmm. with my mom next to me because she helped me a lot yeah so both of the kids were yeah. born here which made a lot of uh paperwork a lot easier a lot smoother yeah mm -hmm. exactly. I wouldn't want to deal with that over there yeah no. how did you get through that time period that you said you were feeling so kind of displaced and a little bit of PTSD when you went over because it's so opposite of what I kind of envisioned your going back <laughs> would be uh well for the first half of the season I literally just sat home like I am not a depressive person I don't get depressed easily uh it's probably my first ever time I actually was like legit depressed so the only thing I did, uh, I was, I would go to the gym, uh, sometimes to the games and I would go back. And I, I honestly really hoped that I was going to work the next year. So it was like, I was kind of building my portfolio the whole time. I was literally focused on doing my portfolio, doing my stuff, focusing on things. But since I figured out that I'm pregnant, there's going to be no work <laughs> really um, coming for the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, at least you turned to your work and got like, tried to use that as a little bit of comfort and just being yeah, I mean, creative you not can't that really it, not that it worked exactly it. but yeah I mean it's like I really wanted to go back I really did but you kind of uh, I figured that you kind of if you promise your man that you're going to stay with him for the season you kind of have to do it yeah. <laughs> and the, I'm the woman of my word but like I mean <laughs> like, come on man <laughs> I, yeah, think it's, I, mean, I think it's interesting too because when I think of people that move over and expats that go um, overseas to play like the tough part is the language barrier and then you didn't necessarily have that and yet you still had a hard time so mm -hmm. i mean it just goes to show that it really you know it's just, just tricky a different just how people talk to each other just personality wise and like kind of i didn't fit in with the wives very much mm -hmm. uh um again the wives that traveled or played in nhl they kind of uh, their horizons are a little wider so the, the, they can relate to you, understand you. People that girls that actually married the Russian guys and never left the country, it's a bit of a different. It's it's it. We had an issue. <laughs> I just put uh, it that way. Do you think they were a little pissed or maybe jealous that you had played in the NHL and lived over here or not? They're very materialistic in a lot of ways. When they yeah. reach a certain level, they like certain things, and mm -hmm. I was not that way. 
didn't really care about Hermes bag uh, <laughs> or like I would be okay walking around in sneakers or I just didn't care about these things. So to them, that was confusing that I didn't care. And okay. they would judge me more because as they would say, you have to uphold a certain status. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be, because you're married to the Tikhanov. They would tell yeah. me that. And again, it comes, I guess, from a cultural thing. Uh, Soviet Union back before it broke up was not the wealthiest country. Like, yeah, so all of a sudden when there was money. To, like, yeah they, yeah, they want certain things. Mm, they watch American movies and like they literally see that American, it's kind of like a candy. You want that candy. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And you know that America is not the same way that is in the movies. Uh, it's just kind of like a, like a certain front. Like, mm -hmm. so they kind of trying to uphold that weird Baywatch kind of mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. ideal that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I think back to any of the Russian girls that um, I've encountered, they all seem quite glamorous to me. Like you could tell glamorous. who the Russian wives were because they were very glamorous and they had all the designer shit. Mm -hmm. like oh, they really dude, did and like, more than anyone else and i and they like, kept, I didn't, yeah like I just they kept remember. to themselves too like it just, a lot of them do of, that part i can understand like, though because they had each other they you know like they, they, like they find the russian community within yeah. the city that yeah, we're they in do a lot yeah, yeah. They so it's kind of like well like there was one not one but a few instances where i would come into Vic, it's funny so vic really tried to make me feel better so he actually got me like a really expensive bag and i was afraid to wear it the only time i wore it I had a, a comment and the girl said, mm, you can't wear Chanel bag with those shoes. It's just not how it goes. And like, you, you or you can't wear like Louis Vuitton or something with Chanel. You just have to like match. So like, I kind of just uh, gave up. I was like, eh, you're like, I really don't up. get it. Yeah. You're like, I, yeah, I was like, it's not my thing. I, and like, I'm not trendy and they're really trendy. And I'm like, screw it. Yeah. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I kept a, like, I had, thankfully we had uh, North American girls there too, either Canada mm -hmm. or the States. So I clicked with them when we had them and then mm -hmm. things happened. They didn't really get hired or signed a lot. So it was kind of a, a very lonely period, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that happened, but I'm glad that you had at least a few. A few oh, it's okay. There. Yeah. I make, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm writing every, every story that ever happened to me that I can't remember. You kind of make fun of it. You kind of have to take it like as yeah. a joke anyway. So I will eventually write a book. I mean, I'm starting to, there's going to be a book eventually with all these stories because yeah. they're just whole, you can't like, there's some stories you just can't like, they just happen and they sound so unrealistic, but they did happen. So it's when so you funny. tell them, it, it's I, weird. I'm actually laughing that you said that they are, they're telling you, you can't match your designers. And I, this is literally one of the things I remember what one of the girls that I had seen or multiple anyways, were like, she had the Gucci ball cap with all the logos, the belt, the shoes and the bag, all of it the same. But I didn't yeah. know that that was a thing. Obviously they, I had no they were idea. trying to match it up. So yeah. That's well, the they would call me like a, there was a couple of times you were like, you're dressing like a village girl. I'm like, what is that supposed what? to be? A village girl. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, was, is that like a style? When I look like, back okay. at like pictures of like what I wore to like a game, I'm like, oh God, what, like, what's going on there? But I'm like, oh, well, I was having fun. <laughs> was yeah, I mean, like sometimes I dressed up. It, like it kind of the like, second year I try to blend in. <laughs> and then on the third year, I just, I was like, nah, I'm done. I'll make, there's nothing I can do. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just not my thing. We had this one Russian teammate and um, he was married with a kid and then he had his mistress and they would both be at the games. And like the mistress would be like dressed up like two, two high heels, like doing the thing or whatever. And then he's split up with his wife and then married the mistress and she would never hang out with us, like never hang out with us. And then she caught him cheating on her and she just fucked up his Maserati, like absolutely fucking destroyed. Oh, I'm him. not surprised. <laughs> there's, there's like stories of, so like 
I would get a phone call. Like I was friends with a few of them. I like, I really try to be friendly and stuff. And I would get a phone call, like when the guy's on a road and I would get a call like at two in the morning, a concerned girlfriend or wife. She's like, do you know what, what they're doing? I'm like, uh, I have no idea. So apparently that would put trackers on their phones and yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, some what? of them would actually try to find him and they would end up flying to the city they're playing, uh, go to the restaurant, the guys is sitting and like, kind of like hey, I was just driving by. What are you doing? I kind of like, it was really weird. Like not all of them. They have, they should, they probably work for KGB. I don't know. Like there's certain skills you have to acquire because I don't even know how to do that. But they would always like call me and was like, because like, they called Vic an honest boy kind of. So they would assume if he was somewhere uh, like, not doing something bad I would like, like legit, if somebody was yeah. doing, I would know so. that's so funny like I always tell Jason I'm like if you ever like picked up I just like I'd love to see like the security footage like I would just like to see how <laughs> how it went down because you're that so awkward sweat, yeah. yeah he's like I'd be fine I'm like yeah I don't know I picture you being awkward I would need to see it <laughs> <laughs> well I mean like usually what they do is like I've seen it and it's like they uh, the girls the hockey girls uh they would wait for them in the hotels they'd be mm. sitting or hanging out in the lobby. They would know when the team uh -huh. was coming. It's kind of like, it's a whole process. <laughs> it's not an Try to like sneak their phone number into like whoever is like, hey, yeah. If you need a, a company or something like you can, you can call me. It's really weird. It's really, I don't know. Desperate, I guess. Have, imagine having your own like trading card. <laughs> oh like, God. And then your stats on the back. Oh, I'm sure that I mean well, it's that's called like, Instagram. I'm sorry, that's actually called Instagram. <laughs> well, they everybody, would actually some of them would. Uh, has it. <laughs> there's a guy in NHL right now who's playing, and uh, we kind of like close friends. That would those girls would text me on the Instagram, trying to connect with that dude. Like oh, yeah. there's like hey, so he's not responding to my messages. Can you send him my pictures to him? And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> That would be women of different ages, anywhere from like 18 up until like 40. And I'd be like, no. I, would like Vic, I was like, dude, like, what do I do? He's like, nothing, deleted, block it. I was like, okay. Okay, but is this why you're over here in North America or over oh, there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, we, we signed with Chicago. I'm yeah. sure some people make connections. So we were in Chicago. I was pregnant as fuck. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, there's nothing I wanted to do. I was like literally online. There's nothing I could do. And I would get those messages daily almost. No towards that guy he's like the guy's not replying do you mind uh sending these i was like oh my can you tell him up for anything i'm like no he just he was really pathetic wow. in a lot of ways and some would say like and i don't know if they actually they did that but they would uh i'm on my way i am flying out this is my flight number so i'll be watching this game if he's interested can you forward the phone number like i'm like dude i I'm oh, not oh. your, I'm not your middleman. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, wow. I would laugh. So like, yeah, I was, I was kind of like for a long time, I would save these messages. And then I started deleting them because it was just like, I didn't want him to get into the wrong hands. I was like, no, I don't want that. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so weird. It's like, I love hockey stories and the hockey world. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. I'm dying. I'm okay. I have a lot of stories. I got to keep some for the book though. No, that's yeah. true. You got to save some. What I do want to know about though, is you told us that you, you played hockey in front of like a, was it a full arena with the pros? Oh. What is the story of that? And where did this all go down? <laughs> so before that story, I organized uh, a team of hockey wives that played hockey. 
which is oddly unheard of in Russia because women not supposed to be doing any of that stuff. They're supposed to stay in the kitchen or look pretty. <laughs> we ended up doing a reality show for, for the TV there, which was also weird. Um, and at the end, the, the TV station, whoever was managing all that, they're like, hey, you guys want to play against your husbands? Oh, my God. Fuck and yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, literally everybody said no. And I'm like, oh, I'll do that. <laughs> and I was just like, why not? I'm like, I honestly, so like, I became that weird, uh, yes girl, like, because I was so bored in Russia. I was like, I'll say yes to anything. Just like, make me do it. But I had no idea that's going to be in front of people. They're like, they kind of dressed me. And there was another girl later on that agreed to do it. They dressed us, dressed us in gear. And, uh, we go on the bench and we look and it's arena. It's full. No, it's literally like full on it's in St. Petersburg and I look to the bench and it's literally famous former NHLers uh government officials like <laughs> like current players and then there's me and another girl and you're like oh <laughs> now this is gonna be awkward <laughs> and like I'm not saying I'm horrible but comparing to those people I got on the ice and we're doing warm-ups and I don't know what to do I just kind of circle and like I, I was, I have panic attacks once in a while and I never had a panic attack on the ice. That was my first time. I, I was literally like, a, I don't know how to explain it, like a deer, in, like in a stuck in the headlights, just looking at all the, like, I didn't know what guys feel when they go inside the rink because you're always outside. It feels so weird. It's like, <laughs> because everybody's staring at you and then like you see people pointing finger because me, I'm like kind of like the unexpected thing. And you playing with like, oligarchs and like all those famous people you see on tv and then just and then there's just like jenny atikunov number 10 she's playing for i was like oh my god like it was like it was the most <laughs> surreal experience ever it wasn't like the only time and then for whatever reason one of the um general managers or whoever sponsors of the of, of the team we signed with he loved me so he would invite me to those events when they happened <laughs> like i don't know why and actually try to fight me once during the game, the full <laughs> arena game. And it was all over the news. Oh my God, yes. Because it was like, it even said like, Tikhanov's wife fought the GM of the team. And it just like, I it made me look so bad. <laughs> like as if I I, just, I couldn't like really, I mean, it, it turned out to be not that bad. And everybody thankfully took it as a joke, which that's what it was. But I was just panicking for that whole time. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was really cool. And Did you, you throw a punch? I, I just need to know. Die. There's a few GMs that I probably would have gotten into a fight with too, but I could not be standing on my seat. Well, he's the one, he's like, he skated by me and he's like, hey, you want to fight? You, I heard you fight. I was like, uh, not you, you signed my check. I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. like, no, 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 let's do this. I'm like, okay. And the guy's tall. So he kind of, I am, I'm feisty and I feel bad about it, but he kind of pushed me. My knee jerk reaction was I literally, uh, hit him with a stick into a solar plexus. So he kind of like, came. it was bad. <laughs> like, and then oh I love it. He just like, grabbed my like Jersey and I was actually fighting him. And like, it, it was like a full on fight. Actually, it was not supposed to be that way. <laughs> like, oh my god do you have footage of this they have it somewhere i can't you, need, you, need. Oh, you gotta find it like, well yeah. i was like on the ice because i fell down i mean my balance is not really that good so i fell down but it's somewhere i have to find it later like, i think this is gold like you just laying out the gm in a sold out <laughs> barn like totally unexpected. Well, i like so vic couldn't play i think either he was injured i don't know what his deal was but he wouldn't he wasn't on the ice with the rest of the guys i go to the locker room and i get a text he's like 
so I think we're not signing uh, next year. I've seen what happened. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I, I was really, really like terrified that this is how it's going to be. I'm like, <laughs> You're like, he started it. <laughs> he did though. Like there's like, but you can't really tell. So like, <laughs> it was always like, Tikhanov's wife, she beat up the GM. I was like, yes, yes, I did. Well, clearly he knew that you had some boxing training. How about we go back to that story? So you were, you kind of were training as a dancer, you were a ballerina and then decided to throw away the point shoes and pick up. Some yeah. Well, I mean, up. my mom always wanted a girly girl. Sorry. I was born. Like it's kind of a, I was always a tomboy. I always wanted to do different things. I was always fascinated with like male dominant sports and stuff. Um, but I did ballet and thankfully I broke my knee. So that ended as soon as that, that ended, I picked up hockey as fast as I could. I stole my brother's gear and I, it was too small for me and I started going to adult hockey classes but then again after that I started um, doing MMA because I just love fighting and it has nothing to do with me being angry I just think it gives you that powerful feeling of feeling safe mm -hmm. um, I, being a woman and everything like you kind of have to stand your own ground especially if like, you travel a lot and that stuff so I always wanted to learn how to fight so I found an MMA studio and I started doing that. And then Vic joined me later and boxing came later <laughs> because of the certain injuries. I couldn't do uh, kicks anymore, but it's all fun. That's I don't awesome. regret any of it, but like every sport that I've done, I injured myself quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like obviously you're highly competitive, which seems to be a general trait in a lot of hockey wives. Yes. Honestly, oh like most that we've spoken with have been super competitive and a lot are athletic. And I love that you're saying too that you you kind of think you can do it at a pro level you jump right in you're like I'm in yeah. I'm doing this to the wall but that's called totally. delusion you know you can't <laughs> you should be doing that when you start if you start like I swear to god I thought that I can compete at a pro hockey level I like in my head there was no doubt that I, I can get my own like Stanley Cup like like I was so <laughs> sure of it and then I start skating. I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. I love it. You go and you're like, what's the problem? Whenever, whenever I ask Jason, I'm like, okay, so if I was to ever like, you know, go up to bat against like an MLB pitcher or whatever. And he's like, don't even bother. I was like, okay, but I'm just saying like, chill, man. <laughs> like, I'm like, it would probably rip my arms off if I made contact. He's like, but you'll never make contact. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's now true. I want to. <laughs> that's like, if Vic and I, we kind of, he just one time, he kind of laughed at me a little bit. But then he's like, all right, come out with me on the ice. I couldn't take a puck away from him. I yeah, thought I was yeah. good. In my head, I was great. But yeah. you would literally, he says, like, you feel this way, how I feel playing against Datsuk, Pavel Datsuk. He's like, <laughs> you can't get away. Like, you can't take a puck away from that guy. So, yeah, I was pretty, uh, that was like the end of my hockey career right there. <laughs> Shut down. <laughs> I was like, I'll do another sport. I do swimming. At least there's not a team sport. I can depend on myself. Totally. Yeah, but even that took a getting over a fear for you because you have a fear of deep waters yeah i don't i have again panic attacks don't happen very often but they do when i'm around ocean or sea <laughs> are you finding a pool you fall into, huh you're finding a pool as long as i can see the bottom i'm okay it's kind of a uh, the, because the waters in the ocean and the sea are very murky you don't know what's happening yeah. there like Agreed. the whole idea of like falling or being bitten or like whatever getting sucked into something <laughs> is not really <laughs> my idea of fun <laughs> So no, no cruise for you. You've never been on oh, a cruise. Oh, no, trip. he tried. He really yeah. did. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, no, you know, Titanic, pretty much yeah, how yeah, I yeah. see every cruise ship in my mind. <laughs> Have you been on a cruise bridge? 
I have, we actually oddly enough went with the San Jose Sharks when Ray was playing there. They did a fan yeah. cruise. Mm-hmm. And so Ray and I were like, sure, we'll go on a free cruise. Why not? We were young, we didn't have any kids. So there were two other players and their wives that went and we had a blast, but we decided, I remember like we were like, okay, we are gonna have fun and we will mingle with the, with the fans and have a good time. And we we're just gonna have a blast. And we really did had a great time, but I kind of freaked out too. Cause I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel looking out to the horizon and seeing no land that yeah. freaked the shit out of me a hundred percent like that would be a that's a hard no for me because you're not in control you kind of no. if you're done you're done yeah you're done like, i'll go that's... houseboating yeah i'll hit up houseboats all day long yeah that's but... different because you can see the the shore and it's the same thing with totally, flying yeah. if if i'm flying over an ocean i'm okay if i see the ground like yeah like it's gonna change anything oh yeah and that's when i just i i, I that's the only time i drink alcohol yeah. <laughs> oh, like, can we speed over this part please like, <laughs> like, step on it sir come on captain yeah it's oh. kind of yeah man so i i want to get to this too because i had like i'm loving your caricatures that you do or your portraits that you're doing recently that i've seen you post on instagram have you always kind of done that i feel like they're so cool there's so much dimension to them do you draw them on paper or are you a little bit more now into doing it on an iPad or through some system? I got lazy in a lot of ways because mostly you have kids and you don't have time. So doing a digital is a lot faster. Okay. Um, also has its minuses, but it's a different story. But um, I just, I always draw, draw, drew caricatures just because it's easier and it's more fun. And COVID happened and I just tried to learn a new skill. And it's since I have more time, since we don't have to drive anywhere, yeah, you have more time to spend on the pictures. So that's where like realism comes in a little bit. Uh, but like they're still done pretty fast. And, and uh, it's more of like a relaxation for me. Like people like to take baths. I need mm. to draw something. <laughs> I've been kind of like I've been drawing um, people that meant something in one way or another. I don't like drawing people that I have no uh, relation to whatsoever kind of. Um, if somebody asks me, he's like, Hey, can you draw me? Like, that's going to be hard now, but it's fun. That's cool though. I then, and that was part, that was another thing that drew me to you actually, was that the ones that you were drawing, I felt like you were doing a lot of female players and bringing attention to different people. I kind of really love that. The big thing with female players, I mean, uh, it's like my big struggle in general with girls in hockey. Uh, it's more advanced here in the States and Canada. It's a big Mm -hmm. deal over there it's still looked down upon like you kind of uh they make fun of you in a way but then they at the same time they criticize you for not being good uh not enough finances spent stereotypes are just brutal so when we created that wives hockey team in general like it was mostly just to get people comfortable Mm, and the cool thing is now there's more non-professional kind of beer league uh, women's teams in st petersburg I'm not saying it happened because I did it. I just, <laughs> it's just girls started going, going and coming and they saw somebody doing it and it wasn't anything bad or negative. I don't know. The, the people that I drew actually like uh, special people for me, like Blake is, is kind of a, I don't know. She's just cool. Two girls from yeah. team Russia, like one yeah. goalie. They just, I was starstruck when I met them and they were stru- oddly they were starstruck when they met me, which to me is like, I'm like, I did nothing, but they're from team Russia and they're kind of uh, the greatest girls I've ever met. That's awesome. I love it. Um, How long did you do your hockey wife? What what was it called? Your reality show over there? So the funny thing is we had no control of the name. They kind of, uh, they call this the first line. (laughs) That's cute. I like that. It is cute. It it was really cheesy because they try to do, uh, they they wanted to take it. um, 
they wanted to take a shopping. Like it was like a big oh. deal. I was like, how do wives shop for gear? Oh. Would they pick pink? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But the funny thing is girls did pick like, well, it's another thing. We actually discovered that there's not very much uh, women targeted gear for uh, hockey. It's kind of, they had like, they had really bad chest protector for women that literally had like uh, plastic boobs on top of it. Nobody. So it's like, uh, so did you start to design that? You're like, oh no, this. Yeah, I start. Yeah. I kind (laughs) of like meant, I would like draw it when I come home. I actually tried to get people uh, motivated to design gear within Russia. Cause like, I actually try to talk yeah. to people that have connections and stuff. Nobody wanted to do with it. Like, everything gets important and like into Russia and it's extremely expensive sport to begin with. So if yeah. everything is imported, people can't afford it. There's a lot of kids that yeah. can and able to play, but they can't afford it because skates are just like, they cost you like literally the price of a car. Yeah. Like, I tried really hard. I, I tried to, since we were around people that had some kind of a power uh, in that department. Um, no, nobody wanted to do it. Huh. You'll have to connect with some, some North American players. Maybe they would like to work with you on something like that. I want to go back to work when he's done with his hockey. I want to kind of start where I left off. Hopefully like within the, the companies that uh, still do hockey and it's kind of since uh, women's sports in general are kind of developing and growing and booming might, might just uh, get into that kind of stream again. I think that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. That would be awesome. We'll be watching. Definitely. Yeah. We'll be paying yeah. attention. Mm-hmm. So he's over there right now, but you were all in California. Yeah, we were not allowed to come for the first, uh, first half because borders were closed when we officially got like, you can come like, well, I don't want to anymore. Um, it was just kind of a, (laughs) kind of a dangerous thing. I just couldn't, I couldn't like, I I'm, I'm a germaphobe in a lot of ways. Um, not something you really want to be sick with anyway. And kind of, I, we just figured home is probably better than a rental apartment in Russia. I saw I, you recently posted your journey home from at the end of last season when COVID hit and you basically flew private home from Russia. It looked like it was your kind entire of, it plane was, was empty. Scary. Like, yeah, yeah, it pretty much, that's what happened. Like we flew out on the last, not knowing that it was going to be the last plane. It was just us. And I think maybe eight, maybe 10 people. I don't remember all Americans, everybody's looking panicked. And the guy that was sitting um, next to us, another American, he's like, oh my God, do you even know that this is the last plane out? And and then the uh, flight attendant is like, yeah, we might not be able to fly out because they're literally closing the borders while we're in the plane. Wow. So that was the biggest, like, I, I don't know. It was the hardest thing mentally, I guess. I didn't sleep the whole time. We took off. Uh, we had to take like three plane rides uh, through New York. And then just seeing people in hazmat suits and like mm-hmm. trying to explain to kids, like, mm, it's not that scary. It's all good. And we just, just go home. But like my hands were shaking. It's very, and then we got home and then we had to do quarantine for two weeks. It just, it's really weird. It's very, very movie-like. And then you just felt like zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, You're terrified of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I feel like it's especially noticeable when you do fly or travel. I actually came to Northern California and the airport in San Francisco was dead like no one was there and it is the weirdest feeling to be in a especially a really busy airport but being in a major city mm-hmm. and not seeing anyone was really creepy yeah like, like those York, hub we, cities yeah yeah we flew into New York and all eight of us came out and like it's funny how like the passport control guys they just they look defeated like well they didn't have masks to begin with yet 
but they just look like they're like, ah, oh, what? Like they didn't check in the documents as normally as they do. They're usually pretty anal about like little things. They're like, why were you in Russia for this long? And yeah. they like run back to where the safe zone was. But it was just like really creepy. Like it just, it yeah. looked like something, it looked more like something really bad happened or about yeah. to happen. Yeah. It's just oh. a feeling that it's hard to describe until you've. Eerie. It's very. Eerie. Yeah. Eerie. Yeah. I think, and I don't know what it's looking like now. I think it's maybe a little better. It, it depends where you are. I mean, mm-hmm. is Vic heading home soon? How's his season going over there? They are in the playoffs. They're in the third round, wow. I think. Uh, I, I Honestly, I I didn't watch what? one single game this season. And it's That's really crazy. Bad. They're already in third round of playoffs? Yeah. That's crazy. So they should be done. Like if they go through the whole thing, uh, the contracts expire on April 30th. So they should be done by the end of April. All right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And so far, they knock on wood. They're looking good. And if they win the whole thing, it's probably going to be worth it. Yeah. Uh, that we part for the whole year. Yeah. Well, and I'm in the KHL, they get very significant bonuses for making each round, don't they? Like far more than they get here. It's a little this- different right now because yeah. I think everybody took a bit of a, a downfall with the finances this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I mean, I know the contracts were lowered for like majority of the hockey players. So yeah. I don't know. Um, we haven't negotiated. They usually, if they go far, they will tell you if you earned it. Okay. But so far it's been yeah. pretty quiet. Is it typically individual then, or is it a team bonus? It's kind of like spread out through the whole team right so it's yeah. not like okay victor if you guys make the next round you're making like this amount and no, then another player so. would make a different one they're just it's a flat yeah they were okay. like yeah. they're just the okay. crazy numbers like all right yeah. each of you is going to get thirty five thousand dollars or something yeah. like that yeah. yeah which is significantly different than what happens over here in the nhl or the ahl for that matter but, well it's um, a different organization yeah like, <laughs> yeah i can't speak on it before <laughs> we retire so yeah yeah <laughs> i hear you We've heard it's, it is just different, but it's just, different. it's yeah. very different. Yeah. yeah. You kind of have to get used to it. You kind of go over the flow. There's yeah. You can do about it. You have no choice. Good for you. <laughs> so you're waiting and then you're still doing some creating right now while you, while you're waiting for him to come home. I'm excited to see what you have coming up next. I found a graduate program that I really want to be a part of. Um, I want to continue my education. Um, so it's kind of, a, it's mostly the timing when, he, cause I can't be doing that while we're traveling. Mm-hmm. it's not that easy um so i'm i'm looking forward i'm going to be submitting my documents uh at the end of the year i'm very excited i'm like crossing my fingers that awesome. everything works out yeah well good for you i love it honestly um like bridget and i always each have like a wish list of people we want to have on here and you've been on bridget's list for so long she's like you have, I have no idea well she she <laughs> sent me a message i was like no am i really that cool like this is awesome i'm like yeah i think yeah. you're cool how are you clearly you are we can't get off the zoom call with you it's so fun I know. Yeah, i'm like oh it's getting over yeah. <laughs> i mean i've been stuck home alone so i haven't been talking to adults you guys are probably one of the few adults i've talked to in a year <laughs> that's the thing is some girls who aren't getting out they're like oh right here we are like let's have a time and you're like okay good that's excellent well we're so grateful for your time and I, it was yeah. so fun getting to know you you're just um I, I think you're brilliant i think you're so talented as a as an artist and designer and so cool and uh your personality just blows the roof off everything else. So yeah, I love it. So much. No, it's been fun. No, we seriously appreciate it. Thank you yeah. so much. Love it. Well, stay in touch with us, please. Keep us uh, up to date on what's going on, and um, we'll definitely be admiring you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'll be I'll, I'll be stalking you still. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Never met a stalker I didn't like. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> cool. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs>
Take care, Eugenia. Have a great yeah. day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.